you are listening to the Grace and Wrath podcast. This is Mark. Living a truly fulfilling life without Christ is impossible, and choosing to die without Christ is pure insanity. Repentance of sin and belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved by God's grace from God's wrath. Welcome back to the Grace and Wrath podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. In this series, we're telling Bible stories in chronological order and adding tips and commentary to help you share the gospel more easily and effectively. Today's story is Bathsheba. When it was spring, it was time to once again attack the Ammonites. Normally, David would go with his men, but he decided to stay home. After taking a nap one afternoon, he walked along the sun deck that was on the roof of the palace. From there, he saw a beautiful woman taking a bath. He sent for a servant and asked, Who is that woman? Oh, her name is Bathsheba. She is the wife of Uriah, one of your thirty fighting men. David sent for her, so she came to the palace. He slept with her that night. In time, she realized she was expecting a baby, and she knew it was from the night she spent with the king. She sent word to David that she was pregnant. He decided he had to hide what he had done. So he immediately sent a message to Joab, Send Uriah to me. The soldier arrived and the king asked him, How's the battle going? Is Joab well? After Uriah gave a report, the king told him he could go home to his wife before going back to the battle. They even sent a gift to the couple. Uriah left the king, but didn't go home. He slept the night at the door of the palace with all the king's servants. In the morning, the king called him and asked, Why didn't you go home? No, I wouldn't do that. The ark of God is on the field of battle. The army of Israel sleeps in tents. Joab and his officers are on the field. I can't go to my house and live in ease. I can't eat and drink with my wife while they're sacrificing for our nation. David said, Stay here one more night, and then I'll send you back to the battle. The king then asked Uriah to eat and drink with him. During the course of the evening, David got him drunk. Still, he didn't go home, but slept on a cot at the palace doors. The next morning, David wrote a letter to his commander. Put Uriah in the front, where the fighting is the most fierce. At an assigned moment, have your men fall back, leaving him to die. The king gave the sealed letter to Uriah and told him to take it to Joab. He went back to the battle and gave the letter to his commander. Joab obeyed the order and put Uriah at the exact place that was the most dangerous. At the assigned moment, everyone else fell back and Uriah was killed. Bathsheba heard that her husband died in battle, and she mourned his death. Joab continued his battle against the Ammonite capital city. Finally, he broke through and captured the water supply. He sent word to David, Come quickly, lead the army into the city and capture it so you'll get the glory. David went and led the army to victory over the Ammonite cities. He had the Ammonite people totally tear down their walls and all of their buildings. He took everything of value and put the people to work making bricks. David then went back to Jerusalem. Once Bathsheba's time of mourning was over, he made her his wife. Soon afterwards, she gave birth to their son. Only God knew about their sin, and he was not pleased. Second Samuel chapter 11, verses 1-5 through 5. It happened in the spring of the year at the time when kings go out to battle that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel. 
and they destroyed the people of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David remained at Jerusalem. Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful to behold. So David sent and inquired about the woman. And someone said, Is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? Then David sent messengers and took her, and she came to him, and he lay with her, for she was cleansed from her impurity. And she returned to her house, and the woman conceived. So she sent and told David, and said, I am with child. This commentary that I'm about to read is both advice and warning. Keep yourself busy wearing against the world, the flesh, and the devil. You cannot let down your guard for a moment. Protect your thoughts and keep your heart free from sin. Don't let your mind wander into lust. The scriptures warn that lust brings forth sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. The enemy knows your Achilles' heel. If you're a male with red blood in your veins, you will have a battle with lust. But you're not alone in your fight. Women have this issue too. It's not just a male thing. Probably more prevalent with men, but women are guilty of this sin as well. But I will say that with men's meetings, men's gathering, brothers getting together, it's often that the subject of lust, pornography, fleshly desires, fleshly sin will come up. It, it is something that Christian brothers do talk about. It does come up, and it, it's something that everyone struggles with. It's probably one of the hardest things for men to deal with in many cases. Statistically, even men of the church supposedly church members, have a problem with pornography. It is a large number. Think about it. Would you ever take pornography to church and view it during worship? Of course not. But you might as well, because God is just as present in your office or bedroom or wherever you're looking at pornography as he is in the church building. Nothing is hidden from the Lord. I'm not saying this to make you feel bad, but... You're not getting away with anything, is my point. And it's not always pornography. It's There's nothing wrong with a man looking at a woman and noting in their mind that, uh, wow, that, that's an attractive woman. I mean, that's normal. God made us this way. God made us to notice attraction of the opposite sex. But once we, like in the commentary, once we take our minds or allow our minds to then go further and start fantasizing and start getting into the lustful thoughts. That's where the sin takes place. There Again, there's nothing wrong with noting beauty and noticing beauty, but taking it to that next level is the danger. And um, you're going to come across this situation when you're talking to people about the gospel, when you're witnessing. Um, so it's it's something that you need to pray about and be aware about and be able to answer questions when people ask you about them. But first, you need to ask the questions of yourself, and first you need to come clean with yourself if you're not already. If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call, turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program. And please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath and on the web at graceandwrath.com. Thanks for listening. 
This is Mark signing off for now. So ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.